Episode 74 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton and joining me is Woody V, a- a.k.a. Little Cat. Little Cat, man. I like that. I like that. You picked that up recently and you've been running with it. I've been right? running with it. You know, taking the last three letters of your surname and obviously we've got the big cat who I'm a fan of and you know, you know I like cats as well. So Little Cat. So yeah, I think it suits you well, mate. Yeah, I like how's it, everything going? I like it. I'm not so little anymore, but things are going good, no, bro. True, yeah. true, true. <laughs> good to hear, mate. Well, look, we've got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the NBA playoffs are really heating up. Some very interesting series and some probably some um, results that have been a little bit of a surprise. But before we get into all that in our jerseys, just a reminder where to find us. Um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks so much for all the new subscribers we've had. We crossed over that um, thousand um, subscribers level that we've been sort of you know close to getting for a while, so we've passed that. So just really sort of grateful for everyone to you know continuing to support us there. And please make sure if you do listen to the audio that you obviously you know make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast um, catcher you follow there. So all right, Woods. Well, you know we love doing the jersey stuff at the start of the show. I can see you wearing a bit of a, a cool jersey and hat combo there. What do you got for us? Yeah, for sure. Let me just stand up, Robbie. Nice. Woody standing up wearing the old school Charlotte Bobcats number three. Gerald Crash Wallace jersey. I'm liking that jersey, Woods. I know he was someone we both liked back in the day. There, it's a it's a nice looking jersey. Definitely, and we talk about former All Star. Actually, I'm not going to one time All Star, right? Yeah. But when yeah. we talk about great defensive players of of that era between say 2000 2020. You know, sometimes we forget about Gerald Wallace, but, you know, we remember on remembering on the Sacramento teams in the early days as a bits and part, the bits and pieces player till he got picked up in that expansion draft by the Charlotte Bobcats. And that's where he really, really thrived. So just a little bit about um, Gerald Wallace. He spent 15 years in the NBA. He was the 25th overall pick uh, in the first round of the 2001 draft of the Sacramento Kings, as I mentioned. Uh, then played with the Charlotte Bobcats, Portland Trailblazers, New Jersey, and Brooklyn Nets, and finished off his career uh, pretty ab- abruptly with the with the Boston Celtics. As we talked about, one-time NBA All-Star in 2010, NBA All-Defensive First Team uh, teamer in 2010, and he was the NBA NBA Steel. NBA steals leader in 2006. I might have said NBL there. I meant NBA for all of those, by the way. Nice, nice. Um, I seem to remember him being in a dunk comp early on in his career. Is that? Yeah, he was. I can't remember which year. I think it was when he was at Sacramento, he was in the dunk comp, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at one of these years, 2005-06, the guy averaged 2.5 steals, 2.1 blocks, 15.2 points, and 7.5 rebounds per game. So this guy was Mm. a combination of of nearly five blocks and steals in in a season, you know, averaging over, over... over that year. I'm sure he would have learned a lot from the likes of Chris Webber, Peja Stojakovic, Vlade, and all those guys in Sacramento before, you know, he took on a, a bit of a leadership role with that Charlotte Bobcats team, and, and it took them to the playoffs, actually. So, um, yeah, really liked him. I know you like Crash a lot as well. What do you Absolutely. remember about him? Well, it's funny. You and I have been playing Yahoo Fantasy for, you know, 20-plus years. He was a really high you know, draft pick. You mentioned that steals and blocks combo there. He was one of those players that just sort of gave you all those stats there. But, yeah, just another one of those players that seemed to, you know, get the most out of his skill sort of set there. I mean, you mentioned, what, a 25th pick in the draft? And, you know, you got a 15-year career and a one-time All-Star. So he probably yep. really exceeded expectations there. But, yeah, always seemed to be a good teammate and someone that, you know, was sort of beloved amongst his teammates and that. There, but you're absolutely right. It's a name that probably does get forgotten about. I haven't thought about him for a long time, so yeah, it's a, it's a good one to show. And look, tonight. Robbie, in those first three seasons, eight minutes a game, 12 minutes a game, nine minutes a game. Then he went to Charlotte in that expansion draft, 30 mm. minutes a game, 34, 36, 38. So he really got that opportunity to thrive. Yeah. Um, and that's where, and, and you remember him most as a Charlotte Bobcat, I'm sure. 
Definitely, yeah. yeah. And the hat in honor of anyone, or you just thought it looked good this week? No, I just matched the, the outfit, man, so, you know. Cool, cool. I'll run with that. Yeah. All right, nice one. No, I like that. Well, you know, probably a little bit more obscure, even though your one's kind of obscure, even though he was an all-star. So I guess today I'm doing a double of some NBA little guys. Um, so one that had a real cult following and one with an NBL connection. So today hanging behind me is a Aaron Brooks Red Rockets Adidas jersey. So just a little bit on Brooks, who is listed as six foot, but always seemed a lot smaller to me so i reckon he was probably closer to that 510 mark i like to you know exaggerate there a little bit on height um look he was drafted out of oregon at pick 26 in the 07 nba draft went on to have a bit of a strange career uh, woods so having some good years in houston he averaged 19.6 points in the 09 10 season with a career high of 43 points and was named the most improved player but after that, he started bouncing around the NBA, also playing in China for a little bit before making his last stop in the NBL, playing seven games for the Illawarra Hawks in 2019 before sadly tearing his Achilles. And that was his basically last ever game that he played there. So uh, post-career, the now 38-year-old, um, he's actually working with the Knicks. Um, he's helping coach the players on two-way contracts. And he's actually linked back with coach Tom Thibodeau, who he was uh, played under in both Chicago and Minnesota. So obviously those two had a pretty close relationship, but Strange career, wasn't it? You know, someone I mentioned, you know, 43 points in a game, 19 points a season. Three or four years later, he was out of the league. But before I talk about the one I'm I'm sort of wearing there, what were your your memories on Aaron Brooks? Well, pretty abrupt end to his career, right, with that injury in Illawarra. Mm. Interestingly, he he works out with Justin Robinson in the offseason, who's the Illawarra Hawks import now, and he gave him... All the recommendations that going to play in Illawarra would, would be good for Justin Robinson. I actually remember him in a three-point shootout in college alongside Kyle Korver many, many, many years ago um, on one of those um, you know, events, all-star events for the college players back in the day. And that's when I first saw Aaron Brooks. So, um, he could put the ball in the basket, couldn't he? No doubt definitely. About that. Yeah. yeah, you wonder if there was like off-court things or whether it was eventually maybe that height and potential lack of D that caught up with him. But yeah, very strange career and probably you know someone that's been forgotten about. Good to see he's still involved in the game and you know obviously helping out the Knicks and, yep. and Coach uh, Tibbs there. So, all right, so the one I'm wearing this week now, this is a random one, Woods. I wanted to wear this guy's jersey for a while. Um, I'm tipping not a lot of people have this jersey, so I'll just stand up and give you a look at this one. For those who can't see... Robbie is wearing the jersey of one of the greatest little guys of all time. At just five foot five inches tall, the little Earl Boykins. Denver that's Nuggets a, jersey. That's a nice one, right? I thought oh, pretty typical yeah. wearing a Nuggets jersey. You know, I should say the time of recording, uh, Wednesday the 10th of May, the Nuggets had a big win today. So I hadn't actually timed that. I was still going to wear that even if they lost today, but actually worked out pretty well there. So... Earl Boykinswoods, you know, that was someone I enjoyed watching back in the day. And, and you're right, one of the, the best little guys to ever play the game. So he actually went undrafted out of um, Eastern Michigan, so a pretty little-known college there. And went on to have a solid 12-year NBA career, spending time. And you might want to grab a drink while I go through this, Woods, um, with the Nets, Cavs, Magic, Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, Bucks. You still with me, Woods? Yep. Bobcats, Wizards, and Rockets. So he really bounced around I think there. you missed so, Cleveland as well, right? Uh, no, I said Cavs. That was the second yeah. one I said. Okay, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. So basically, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So 10 teams. So yep. yeah, the 5'5 five, five point guard had his best years with the Nuggets from 2003 to 2006, where he averaged double figures three seasons in a row. Um, also became known for being the shortest player in NBA history to score over 30 points in a game. So um, I think Spud Webb had the record before him at 5'7", but... The Earl of Boykins at five foot five basically came in and broke that record there. So, look, no accolades for this guy. I normally go through players' accolades and that, but 
And he's certainly not someone that gets spoken about a whole lot, but was a much-loved player. So he's now 46 years old, and he's an assistant coach with NCAA College UTEP. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a trip down memory lane with Earl Boykins. Um, don't have any bobbleheads of either of these two guys, would, but I'd absolutely love a little mini Earl Boykins one. But, yeah, give me some, th- some, some thoughts on Boykins. Just remember him with Carmelo Anthony on those Nuggets team and what a spark plug he was off the bench. That was a really Huge. fun team to watch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so remember him fading really quickly as well after he left Denver. I think that was when he went to Milwaukee. Maybe he had one decent season in Milwaukee after that, right? Yeah. And then quickly faded out of the league. But for someone at that height to have, you know, such a long and illustrious career, just looking here, uh, you know, you're looking at talking at 652 NBA games mm-hmm. at five foot five. You know, for all yeah, the little guys out there, it's, it's motivation that if you work hard, you can make it. So, you know, he has Shoulder. speed and quickness, yeah. oh, right? So, much so yeah. Loving this jersey as well, but it's actually one of those rare stone Adidas ones. So, there yep. wasn't a lot of those back in the day. So, I it's the, the Hardwood Classics one uh, there. So, yeah, pretty random one. So, yeah, been wanting to show this one for a while. So, I like our jerseys suite Crash Definitely. Wallace, Aaron Brooks, and Earl Boykin. So, for sure. Certainly keeping it interesting. Same era. That's right, exactly right. Um, well, let's get into some NBA playoffs, Wood. So things have really you know, yep. heated up you know, since we spoke last week there. Um, I guess just a state of play where we're at now, I mentioned it's Wednesday the 10th of May. So in the East, we'll start off with the East actually, Wood. So um, both teams that are leading have 3-1 leads and probably both, you could say, were underdogs in this one. So the Heat are leading the Knicks 3-1 and probably in a real surprising one there, the 76 is leading Boston 3-1 there. Um Let's start with these two series, and let's start off with the Heat and Knicks there, Woods. Um, what are your thoughts been on, on this series so far? Well, Jimmy Butler. I mean, um, Jimmy Buckets has just been amazing, right? You talk about um, a guy putting a team on his back. He's led the team in scoring for every game of the playoffs so far. I think I, I saw that statistic today, and he didn't let down to 27, 10 assists uh, in that game Some four. Some blocks as well, right? Yeah, two blocks, two steals as well. Yeah. And you've seen Bam Adebayo come to the party, you know, um, the second all-star on that team, 23 and 13. Kevin Love starting. I saw he did one of your one of your favorite Kevin Love Wes Unzel passes to yeah. find. Uh, he's one of the best in the, to, oh. to find Butler for the easy easy Absolutely deuce, right? Absolutely one of the best of those, isn't he? Yeah. And I just really like the way that this team is coached. Um, you know, Eric Spolstra is terrific. Um, you're getting you know c- contributions from Caleb Martin. Kyle Lowry coming off the bench has been a bit of a stroke of genius. Uh, Duncan Robinson, as we spoke about last week, has, has started to c- contribute. I mean, you, you talk about losing Tyler Hero. They lost Victor Oladipo as well for a season-ending injury. So it's kind of incredible what they're doing here. Yeah. Um, it was good to see Bam step up yesterday, wasn't yep. it? That was his highest scoring game of the playoffs there. I think his second highest rebounding game. So I think they're going to need that. Um, well, look, obviously game five is tomorrow. The big question is, does this finish tomorrow or can you see the Knicks, um, Knicks winning this one? Um, I can see the Knicks. We're back in New York now for tomorrow's game, so yeah. I can see the Knicks winning this one and stretching out to six. Yeah, well, I think Miami should get it done at home. Give me some thoughts on the Knicks as well. You know, they've been a little bit disappointing. I think the first round again. You know, they that wasn't a great first round series. The Cavs weren't looking too good there, but they've been a bit up and down, haven't they? Um, you know, Brunson, um, Brunson, and. Um, and and maybe um, Barrett haven't been quite their normal selves there, and we know obviously um, Julius uh, Randall hasn't been you know very consistent as well. What are your thoughts been on the Knicks so far? Yeah, just a bit of inconsistency there. Obviously, a lack of playoff experience with a lot of these guys as well. So mm. I think you know you you talk about 
guys like Jimmy Butler and, and Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry, they've been there before. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that a guy like, you know, you know, Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, who are deep on that bench, those veterans, mm. haven't been called upon to actually contribute at least a little bit in this series, right? Well, especially um, with, with quickly sort of, you know, he hasn't been himself. He's been injured a little bit as well, but he was such a strong part of their team in the regular season. He's not giving him anything in this series either. Yeah, is he? He, did, he got a... He, he didn't play at all. I think. Um, I think he was, he was injured. injured. I think he was that's injured. The reason. Yeah, he was yeah. out injured. Yeah. But again, even more reason for guys like Fournier on his giant contract there, and, and guys like Derek Rose to maybe play. But it's it's just not happening, is it? But I, I tend to agree with you. I think they will win that home game tomorrow. Obviously, by the time this comes out tomorrow, we might look like absolute gooses if Miami wrap this up four um, one. But yeah, I'd like to see the Knicks get one and at least <laughs> send it back to South Beach there. But yeah, all signs point to to Miami winning this one. I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and when the Knicks look back on this season, they should be pretty happy with what they've achieved, you know? Yeah. Um, years struggling to make the playoffs, you know, occasionally they have an ex- appearance. The future is bright with the pieces that they've got there. You know, guys like Obi Toppin, the, the aforementioned Emmanuel quickly. Um, I, I like what New York is doing there. You know, Quentin Grimes is there mm. as well. Mitchell Robinson, they've got uh, the nucleus to be successful going forward. I think you're right. Making the second round after what they've sort of been through the last few years is a good sign there. And, you know, we always talk about will they end up getting a big free agent? Well, look, they got one last year in Jalen Brunson. He, he played great this year. So, you know, I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is like. But if they can continue to add to a little bit, they maybe don't need to try and sign every left-hander that plays in the NBA. Maybe they could actually look at someone that is right-handed next season that might might um, help that team out. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that game goes tomorrow. And, look, we'll go on to the other series now and that's the one that has really surprised me it's been a been a really interesting series i think i got to catch quite a lot of game four not as much as the i would have liked of game five today but yeah the time of recording philadelphia is up three two um yeah a bit of a surprise there they can close it out in their next game what's your what's your take been on that series well i got to watch quite a lot of game five today um i said it at the start it's going to come down to the fact that doc rivers is going to outcoach um, Boston, you know, Coach Missoula, right? And that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happened here. You've seen that uh, an uh, inexperienced rookie head coach make some blunders at um, key times throughout this series. And uh, and also what we've seen is, uh, you know, James Harden and, and, uh, and Joel Embiid playing together well for the first time today. Joel Embiid coming back from injury was almost mm-hmm. like James Harden, you know, struggling in the games when he first came back from injury. Now you've seen them playing well together at the same time and um, Joel Embiid showed today why he's the you know MVP of the league, and someone like Al Horford, you can see that he's well past it today. Zero from seven, if I'm not mistaken. Sad to see, just yeah. couldn't just couldn't deal with him today, right? So, does Coach Mazzola know the actual um, how to call a timeout? Does he know actually how to put his hands together? <laughs> right. That? Because honestly, that's that's a bit of a concern there, and you know some of these breakdowns and end of games here, it's not like. I don't know why he's got this supreme trust in his guys, you know, calling these last plays. A lot of the time we've seen shot clocks running out. We've seen, you know, Tatum and that deferring to to the flopper, Marcus Smart. And on Marcus Smartwoods, I actually don't mind the guy, right? I've no, sort of, I don't haven't minded yeah. his career. But the way he's been playing in this playoffs, his flopping is about as bad as I've ever seen it, honestly. And then I was even watching him today. He fouled James Harden on a three, one of the clearest fouls of the game, and just was on the floor in disbelief, like about the call. And his antics must, you know, wear thin, especially when, you, when you're losing there. I think probably at least 
teammates. And I think with his flopping there, he's someone that is just not going to get any 50-50 calls with these NBA refs because they just see him do it every game. They see someone that, you know, weighs 20 kilos less than him, bump into him, and he just goes flying there. So that's something I know that's probably been always been a part of his game, but I think it's been a bit evident um, so far. Oh, yeah, uh, d- definitely. Well, when you talk about Philadelphia, right, and, and look, you look at the box score today, Tobias Harris, 16 and 11 rebounds, right? Joel yeah. Embiid, 33 points, 7 rebounds. Four block shots. Tyrese Maxey doing his thing. 10 from 21, uh, 6 from 12 from the three-point line, 30 points. Huge. Right, yeah. And then James Harden, he's like, look, I'll sit back now and get my teammates involved. And he took eight shots, four of eight from the field, eight from 10 from the free throw line, 10 assists, 17 points. So you look at that. Six, that those contributions from those four, and P.J. Tuck is obviously just going to do his thing and, and, and you know be that little... Um, that glue that glues everyone together. That's amazing, you know, and and I they're going like to win this, most games. I feel like this has been a little bit of redemption for James Harden here. He's obviously had two forty-point games in both the games that they've won so far in this series there, and put the team on his back. And I think you know, could they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? You know, regardless if they make it through to the NBA Finals, I think he's redeemed himself a little bit. He hasn't been known as a, a big game player in the past. There, we've seen him sort of fall short in, in all those good years he had in Houston there. But yeah, it's been good to see, hasn't it? And you know, Tyrese Maxey was really big today. Love the way. The, the confidence that guy plays with there. He's not he's not afraid of the big stage or taking that shot, is he? Took one shot in the last quarter, basically completely off balance there, and it seemed like that was kind of the, the game ceiling shot there. So, yeah, it's been I might actually even consider throwing Blake Griffin out there if I'm Coach Missoula, right? Mm. Can't hurt, right? Just to give him yeah. some, some spot minutes. Feels like he needs to switch Stanley Cup, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, look, obviously, you know, we're both big Al Horford fans of what he did with our all those years with our Atlanta Hawks now, but he's looking pretty ordinary, isn't he? You know, <laughs> tw- 25 minutes today. You wonder whether they could, you know, reduce that to 15 to 18 minutes and just give someone else a bit of a go there. So Start the Time Lord, man, I would yeah, almost say. Right? Well, that's it. I mean, maybe you need to sw- switch those minutes around and play the yeah. t- Time Lord 25 and, you know, play, yeah. you know, Hawford that 15 to, to 18 minutes type thing. So interesting series. I've enjoyed some of these games. Um, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that next game there. So... All right, let's go on to the West there, Woods. Some equally good series. Um, yep. Let's start off with all right. Let's start off with the the series that everyone's kind of talking about, and that's the Lakers and Warriors series there. So, what was your prediction going into this one? You had Lakers, didn't you? Lakers or? in six. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I had. I'm not even sure to be honest. Maybe I had Golden State. Yeah, Golden State in seven. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Um, wow, the Lakers are, are pretty much dominating this, aren't they? Is this series over? It's over. It's over. I mean, mm. I probably think that. Uh, Golden State may be able to take it to six games. As I said, they'll probably win in, in, at home, and yeah. uh, Lakers will close it out. But Lakers have been the, the best defensive team in the league since the trade the, the, since the trade deadline. You know, since those mm-hmm. trades were made in the back half of the season, and there's there's a reason why Anthony Davis is the you know greatest uh, one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, even when he's not getting it done offensively, you notice he's contributing by protecting the rim. Jared Vanderbilt's been a great acquisition. Um, you know, your boy Dennis Schroeder is always getting his hands and stripping the ball, getting in passing lanes. He's a pesky little defender. I like, I like what he does on the defensive end. Mm. Um, and they've just got the pieces together. And LeBron at, 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 at 39, he's my age, man. And for him to be doing what he's doing right now is just just incredible, right? Yeah, for me, I think I've always had that third player, especially this round, that stepped up there. So it's you yeah. know whether it's been an Austin Reeves or a DS seventeen, or you know we saw D'Angelo Russell Hachimara, have, have Hachimara. one really good game. Yeah. Rui's had some good shooting games as well. So I think that's been big for him there. You know, having that that third guy that can sort of contribute there. There's been a lot of talk that they may even consider you know not playing big minutes for LeBron and AD in that game five. There, not sure if that's something you want to sort of mess around with doing those sort of things. 
questions. Um, I think if you're the Lakers, you want to try and just wrap this one up and then and can get through. But it'll be interesting to see how they come out of that one. Look, I'd go into the game trying to win it, and obviously if there's a bit of a blowout or whatever, I wouldn't mind resting him, you know. Uh, and... And, and shout out to Lonnie Walker, the fault, right? Ooh, he was yeah? huge, wasn't he? And that's, again, someone else stepping up. Yeah, he was huge yeah. in that last quarter, wasn't he? He put the team on his back there. Um, well, look, let's talk a little bit about Golden yep. State there. Um, I know you and I have probably got some thoughts on Jordan Poole. Um, look, he was good in that first game before taking that bad shot. His last two games, five points combined in the two games and six turnovers. So he's a massive, like, high-paid player there. So the thing, I think he thinks he's way better than he is. But he what do they need to do to try and extend this series and, and try and, you know, force it to a game seven? Well, let's go back to that game, right? Um, that game, fi- uh, game four, where, where Lakers mm-hmm. won, right? Um, Golden State had it, and the, down the stretch, Clay Thompson took some ridiculously poor shots. Did you see that down on? Yeah, Golden? he did. And then Steve Kerr's throwing his hands up, like, "What are you doing, man?" And then on that last play, as good as Steph Curry is, bad shots, man. You know, mm-hmm. he was getting in that pick and roll with Wiggins and getting to the uh, rack at at will and scoring at will, right? Yeah. Missed that little um, float up. Draymond Green got the rebound right under the backboard. Could have just gone up and he kicked it back, back out to Steph, who who took the you know car park three. Mm. I know he makes those shots, but in playoff games, you've got to play the percentages there. Draymond could have gone just straight back up, put it in, and that would, would have been it. So they made some really poor decisions down the stretch. They really should have won that game. Lakers were not really good. They were turning the ball over at will at, mm. at opportune times. Um, I think they really let one slip. I do like the fact that they... Um, Brought Gary Payton in, uh, Gary Payton into Quite the big minutes too into the, the starting, starting lineup. lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think going small is the right idea against this team. Um, I mean, Jermichael Green was playing well. They now they're taking him out of the rotation. Um, Kevin Looney. What's Looney's the go with your boy much. Looney Woods? Is he? I thought he was injured or sick or something like that. But he's playing like ten or twelve minutes. A no, game. it's it's just a it's just a bit it's of matchups a, wise, isn't it? Matchups wise, and and it's been a bit confusing. You saw. Um, uh, Jermichael Green go off for fifteen odd points the other day, and and and, mm. and he was I think he was starting or coming off the bench, playing significant minutes right in one of the games. Yeah. Um, you know now they've gone with Draymond Green for thirty seven minutes, Looney playing, you know ten minutes, and Jermichael Green playing two minutes. Right. Uh, I like what Dante Divincenzo brought, and and you spoke mm. about um, Jordan Poole. Moses Moody was good in in, in spot minutes, all nineteen minutes, three from three from the field, seven points. Play Moody and DiVincenzo. And we asked a question on a previous show. You asked me, is Jordan Poole a good NBA player? <laughs> I'm not sure he is, no. right? I mean, he... Are we sure that Golden State are good at developing young players as well? Which we saw, obviously, James Wiseman didn't work out. There was obviously injuries there. But we're seeing Kaminga and Moody now. Just, you know, these guys are in their second you know, second or third seasons now. It looks like we should be getting a little bit more from those. And just doesn't seem like Kerr has any trust in these guys in playing meaningful minutes. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? Is this a team that you could see if they do lose? You know, say Lakers win the next game and they go out 4-1. Will they make changes next year? Will they try and bring the you know band back together for another one? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean that that's an interesting question, right? Um there's talk that Draymond might go go to the Lakers, right? Have you heard that through the grapevine? You know? Like, yeah. Well, I, you know where I want him to go to because we talked about it this week. I want him to go to a team like Detroit and see if he still stands out and whether he still has these playmaking abilities when he's not passing to two two of the better shooters of all time that he has now, but anyway. I'll tell you what, speaking of Draymond, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, these guys were all drafted and developed through that Golden State system, albeit many, many years back. Yeah. So there has been a time where the Golden State it has been, been good I just wonder whether they right. still have it, though, right? right? Yeah. 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 And Mark Jackson, you know, had a little bit of the, you know, a say yeah. into that as well with sort of those guys early on in their career. But, yeah, it's been an interesting one, hasn't it? I, hope, I kind of hope, for selfish reasons, it does go longer. I think I like the, you know, mystique of Curry and, you know, 
LeBron having this extra battle, you know, playing with different, you know, in actually in the same conference now, which they weren't doing before. But we'll see what happens there. And, and look, we'll finish off with probably the series that I think we've both probably enjoyed the most. I mean, I'm probably speaking for yourself there, but I'm talking about this Denver and Phoenix series there. Loved so it. really enjoyed it, right? So, you know, Denver have now taken the 3-2 lead after a big 16-point victory um, at home against Phoenix today. Give me some thoughts on this series. As Stephen A. Smith said, Devin Booker is the light-skinned mamba. You heard that? Did he shout that when he said it? He or? shouted it. Oh, he did. Light-skinned mamba, right? <laughs> and, like, th- this guy's on a tear, man. I mean, today he, he came back down to earth, 8 from 19. I know they got a bit of a whacking today um, in Denver. But yeah. the kind of run that Devin Booker's been on has been incredible, man. I think there was, mm. there was a stage where he had t- made 32 of his last 40 shots. Yeah, crazy That's just incredible. Yeah. Um, and he can just get it done in a variety of different ways. You know, this is someone that you don't mind shooting mid-range shots. He, he's a, you know, he's, he, he can score at the rim, take it, take it to you from uh, the mid-range or, at, or from the three-point three land. So mm-hmm. he's a very multi-dimensional player. He can get it done in many ways. He's improved as a defender. And I honestly think that having Chris Paul leaving that lineup really helped them. Because they're pushing the ball with Cameron Payne or Devin Booker, right? They're not playing as much half-court basketball anymore, and that really helped them. So um, this is really, really going to be a good series. But you saw what Denver did today. It was real concern, you know. But yeah. everyone's won at home in the series. So, you, you, know, you know, home court advantage may play a huge part, and Denver might get it done in seven on their home floor, right? Hey, Woods, there's one name I want to mention you off the, the Denver Nuggets bench today. I think you might know who that was, right? Bruce Brown. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. 25 points. So yeah. know, he was, um, you know, the, the second leading scorer after the Joker with 29, but 25 points, 7 of 11 from the field, five rebounds there. So he's been a really good acquisition getting him from, from Definitely. the last year, hasn't he? Yeah. And with Burns Highland being shipped off to the Clippers, he's almost a de facto backup point guard for that team, right? Yeah. You know, um, and you, did you see him get into it with Kevin Durant today and, and, mm. and that, in that technical foul? You know, old teammates just joking with each other, right? That's it. Yeah, there's a little sort of a few little incidents in that game when you know, players getting a bit annoyed with each other, weren't they? But and the other one I thought was um, Jamal Murray started pretty slow in that game for Denver, but ended up with pretty solid stats there. So he ended up with 19 points, five rebounds, six assists there. So he certainly played his part after shooting pretty poorly. I think Michael well, Porter's at- been pretty consistent as well. His rebounding has yeah. probably it's been a bit of a knock I've had on him in the past where a guy's so big, his rebounding's haven't been up there but you know eight boards today 19 points and you know pretty efficient 7 of 11 from the floor but he still takes some terrible shots <laughs> yeah he does he yeah. took a bad one in that, the, the yeah. game before didn't he in game four where he just sort of jack one up or he had you know the, the joker under the ring how good's the joker been in this series man this guy is ridiculous right yeah. i mean what he does i mean he he now he's got the 10 10 triple doubles um the most ever by a center in, in 10 triple doubles in playoff situations um, yeah. Most ever by a center in the history of uh, the league, right? So many times he seems to get fouled when he goes to the basket, and they don't call it as well. He's just so big that it's just like, ah, oh, I didn't affect him. We'll his, just let it go, his, sort of thing. But his touch is ridiculous crazy, around the yeah. rim, man. Just these little floaters that he puts yeah. up, and you know, little runners. Um, why he reminds me of a bear. I'm not quite sure why. Is there something about like a bear when I see the joke? I'm like, yeah, he reminds me of a bear. Anyway, I haven't seen too many bears play basketball, but he's um he's one maybe. Um, let's not move on without giving a shout out to our boy Jock Landale, man. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I know you've been big on that, sort of watching him, and it's good to see. Obviously, you know, Biombo was getting those minutes over him in the first series, and it's kind of swapped now. But yeah, I mean, he wasn't as good today, wasn't he? He had five points, four rebounds, but you know, he's getting a fair few minutes there. But he's been important, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, and I think this is going to uh, solidify his his NBA career, and he's going to make some money on the back. You know, GMs, um, you know, they 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 recognize 
performances in big situations like playoffs, and this is really yeah. going to help him, right? Yeah. Phoenix need to get a bit of a better hold with their bench. I think their lineups are all over the place. We saw Tory Craig playing huge minutes in the first series. He's had DMPs in the series just four minutes today. We're seeing, you know, Terrence Ross not playing one game, playing twenty minutes the next. Um, Shamit's been pretty good this series. But yeah, yeah I like it Shammet. seems seems very strange with the way they're going with their bench there. And I know obviously a few guys got some minutes to, towards the end of the game. Um, not sure what Chris Paul's status is. I haven't quite heard whether they are expecting him back in any of these games there. But, look, for all we know, you know, there might only be one more game. So you wonder if he's got anything in him, whether they can bring him out. I'm not quite sure. I haven't, haven't had a, a decent update on, on CP3 there. Josh Akoji as well. What's the point playing for eight minutes starting? Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a I mean, waste, right? doesn't do anything, does he? He missed yeah. three shots in that one other stat, I don't yeah. think. So, yeah, anyway, we're watching this one with interest. Um, yeah, I think um, I think I read there's no game Sunday our time, um, which is a bit annoying, you know, given it's the weekend there. But it would be interesting. Mother's Day, man. Series. Mother's Day. Mother's Day, right? Yeah, true. But you can still yeah. watch games in the morning before. Oh, of course you can. Of course you can. Um, but look, a few of these series, as I mentioned, you know, a few of these series are close to being ended here, and, and we'll, yep. you know, be closer to the you know the conference finals soon. So, all right, what's appreciated that will. Look, our next segment today, obviously, you know, there's been some big announcements this week with the, the Aussie Boomers squad coming out. So they announced an 18-man squad for the FIBA World Cup. Um, I believe they're going to be um, having the the, um, the the side in Cairns, I believe, where the you know, coach Brian Training Gordon camp, is going, yep. to, going to trim it down. Yes, yeah, so obviously, they've named 18. They're going to go to 12. Um, yeah, as, as you see, Woody's put up the, the slide there. Why don't you um, – actually, Woods, before – before you go through the names you've got there, I wanted to sort of call out a couple of people that I thought were snubs there. Um, yep. Tell me if you agree or not. So I know Aaron Baines, I know you agree with that one. I agree um, with that one, yeah. Mitch Creek is absolutely a snub. I know there's probably other factors at play there why he's not getting picked, but talent-wise, he probably deserves to For be sure. in this For squad. For sure. Um, Nathan Sobey, uh, I mean, look, he's nah. a snub just because probably he was in that last, you know, Boomers team there, and that's probably the only reason there, but he didn't have a great season, I thought. Um, and another one I know you're sort of a pretty high on still is Brock Modem, who's been playing in, in Japan, yep. I believe. Um, and there's probably one other name that's not on there. Maybe Money we'll making Mitch McCarron, man. You know, how successful yeah. was he, you know, uh, playing for the Boomers in in the uh, Asia Cup and whatnot. So I think he that might probably be... would have come down to him or, or Will McDowell White to, to yep, get that for last sure. spot there. But anyway, talk us through the names there, Woods, and maybe we can sort of do some predictions who we think will make it. All right, so we've got Xavier Cooks, uh, Dyson Daniels, Matthew Delavidova, Dante Exum, Sam Froling, Josh Giddy, Chris Golding, Josh Green, Joe Ingalls, Nick Kay, Jock Landale, Ton Maker, William McDowell-White, Paddy Mills, Keanu Pinder, Diop Reith, Matisse Thibel, and Jack White. Tell you what, even though there's a couple of snubs we mentioned, that is a... That is a damn strong squad, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with that. One name before we sort of go into it, Woods, it's yep. not on there that hasn't been completely ruled out yet is Ben Simmons. And that, obviously that generated a lot of headlines this week that he's mentioned he might still want to be a part of this. And I think Brian Gorgian hasn't quite shut the door in there. I think Gorgian is quite close to Ben Simmons. Um, yes. I'm not sure where you stand with that. Um, give me give me your sort of thoughts on that because I'm pretty sort of firm with, where, with my opinion. I, I know what you are. And we're deferring on those opinions, Robbie. I mean, okay. he's, he's still, for me... If he's fit, in, I think he's been given three or four weeks to prove his fitness, right? Mm. And if he passes a fitness test, he's going to be brought into this training camp, you know? So as a 19th player. And, and uh, Brian Golgian is going to give him the time to prove his fitness. I, I mean, we, we're struggling maybe in the front line a little bit, you know? You know, our, our, our backcourt players are good. And I think uh, a guy like um, Simmons could play the 4-5. He can guard from anywhere from, you know, 1-5. to five. He can play point guard on offense. 
for me, he's an automatic selection if he's fit and he's got the right attitude in that in that in that final twelve. All right, so, so throw my counters at that then, Wood. So, firstly, it's the health and durability. Durability there. Forget the other sort of factors. We don't mention them. You know, motivation, how much he wants to sort of be on the big stage and that. So, health and durability for me is a really big concern. The other thing is as well, I think it's been a little bit lost. The international game is played differently than the NBA game. Um, you get a lot more zone defenses. You get a lot more um, teams that rely on on shooting from the four and five spot there. So, I understand what you're saying. We we are a little bit maybe small up front there, potentially could play on that. The guy has just not shown any improvement. He's he's an awful shooter. Let's face it, Woods. There's no other way to describe it there. I mean, there's he's an awful shooter. So I don't know. And just the thing for me, he's just like turned his back on us so many times. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, just, I feel like he wants this for him now to try and rejuvenate his career. Well, we we needed him to help us in the past. And he, he committed several times and would always turn us down and sort of leave us, you know, leave us and, and didn't sort of, you know, commit sort of thing. So I'm a little bit like that. I don't think they should, you know, in my opinion, shouldn't shut the door on him for good. I just don't think they should consider him for this campaign. But anyway, we'll find out. And like you yeah. said, if he does go to the camp and, and plays well and shows that he's healthy, maybe he does make it. Well, right. I think, you know, I'm going to disagree with you there and say, say that I think he's he's re- reached his hand out and he wants an olive branch, right? He's realized that he's done us wrong in the past. He's really struggled with things going on in the NBA. Him, or does he want that for the boomers? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, it'll be good for him, but at the same point, he feels like, look, I've let down my country in the past. I really want to go there and be there for, for, for them and, and wear the green and gold. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's trying to turn a new leaf and have a second chapter in his life, right? So... Um, that, that shows the, the type of man you are, Woods, I must say. You're, you're forgiving, you're a very kind sort of person there. So that sort of comes Thanks, out. Thanks, Robbie. And look, I like Ben Simmons. I'm not someone that's, you know, totally sort of hating him there. He's had a, he's done some great things in the NBA. He's been a you know an all-star. He's made multiple defensive teams. The guy can clearly play, but he's not sure at the moment whether he's best suited for this. But we'll find out anyway. So that's probably, you know, interesting there. But I know we spent a little bit of time and, and named our 12-men teams, Wood. So I'm not sure All if right. you've got Simmons in it. We can go through it. But why don't you maybe start uh, before we sort of go through it and tell me if you've got any locks there, and I can tell you if I agree, and then we can sort of round out the rest of our rosters. All right. Let's... These these are the locks that I've got, and I'm sure you agree with me. Mills, in. Yeah. Ingles, in. Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy in. Definitely. Matisse Teibel, in. No, don't have, his, don't have him as a lock. We'll talk right. about that after. Really? Yeah. Yep. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Mm. Nick Kay, in. 100%. Jock Landale, in. Definitely. Xavier Cooks, in. Don't have his, him as a lock, but I do definitely, I am definitely considering him, yep. Okay, Chris Goulding in. Uh, he's a thousand percent making it. He's exactly what that team needs. They need players, someone just to fill that one position. So a hundred percent, CG forty three makes it. Okay, Matthew Delavadova. Borderline for me. Yeah, I don't have him as a lock. Okay, you've got him, you've got him as a lock. Yeah. Okay. We've, I think we've got our locks sorted there. So right. Our right. only locks so far are Mills, Ingles, Giddy, K, Landell. I mean, what, Green, Exum, Simmons? You don't have, obviously you don't have Simmons. Do you have Green and Exum in there? Um, I do, yeah. Okay, you have Green and Exum in there. I'll tell you on Josh Greenwoods, I think he sort of fills a few sort of roles there. We know he's a good, strong defender. He's definitely improved as a shooter there. Yes. I worry about some of these guys, and that's probably my reason for... for look, I'll tell you now, I don't have Matisse Thibault making my team. That's, um, which that's is probably, very... I know it's a surprise there, but I just he think... Killed it. Like, I've yeah. got Josh Green coming in and basically taking that position over him. I just think he can give a little bit more of an all-rounder game there. Certainly not a knock on Matisse Thibault. I do think his game... 
potentially regress a little bit in Philadelphia. He had a couple of good games in Portland after the trade deadline, but yeah, I have him missing out. So Gorgian um, seriously not going to leave Tybalau off this roster. No way, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing. How loyal is he going to be to those guys? And he killed it, you know, the defensively. Well, in, probably yeah. the better way rather than read them all out. Tell me the six you've got missing. I'll start if you want. Um, I've got seven missing, all right? Oh, you I go just, first. You go okay, first. Okay, I'll start there. Yep. So... All right, I'm going to make a last-second change there. I did have Pender making it. I'm taking Pender out now, and I'm putting Cooks in. I just think Cooks, I just think he can offer a little bit more. I think they're pretty similar players in a way there, but I'm going to say Cooks, just maybe just his defense and his playmaking, slightly in front of Pinder, but that's 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 going to be a close one there. I've got Delhi missing outwards, which I know is a bit of a surprise for you there. And, and look, he probably will still make it, but I've got someone like Dyson Daniels um, in the team over him there. I just think a, a slightly better defender. Um, you've got to get to that stage where you do sort of cut ties with some of these older guys. You know, no no chance that Joe Ingles and Paddy won't make it, and they yep. 100% deserve it. Samson Froling, I know we both, you know, he's, he's obviously, out. you know, I think Gorgian probably picked him. Gorgian's, uh, you know, coach and everything else like that. BMW won't make it, but it's probably a little bit closer than what some people think. We maybe need a, you know, a backup ball handler there. This was the one that I thought was hard, right? Um, Duop Reith. We know Brian Gorgian's got a lot of love for this guy coaching him. Um, if you were to compare, say you put these four guys, Wood, so Reith, Pinder, Cooks, and Jack White. They might only pick two of those guys, right? So two of those guys are missing out. I wonder if Reith could be... Could potentially yeah, well, still I, make I, it I, I don't have his, him in with there. his shooting ability, right? And that's the thing; he's the best shooter out of those. Yep. I mean, Jack White's improved. I think he's the best outside shooter and probably scorer out of those four there. So, so tell us who's missing out for you, Robbie. Who oh, are the six so, that are missing oh, out? So yeah, the six that are missing out. So Pinder, Delhi, Samson, Froling. You know, I love saying his full name. BMW. I'll say Reith and Matisse Thibel. So that's yep. my six that are missing out. And look, I've got to say, this was really hard there. I know there's probably some people listening to this that maybe don't know the Boomers game that are just going to be like, Nick Kay, what's this guy doing in the team? Something. He's 100% a lock, like we said earlier. He's done so much. He's the perfect international player for the Boomers. So I think he's going to make it over some of those bigger names sort of type guys or, you know, potentially yep. people that think are bigger names there. But So that's my ones there. Look, the excellent one was a little bit hard as well. I, I I've got him in there. I'm not 100% sure on him. And again, another guy that's sort of pretty streaky with his shooting there. But Josh Green was the big mover for me, I think, with what I think he can give this if team. You've, if you've left out Simmons, you've left out... Um You've left out Delhi, right? And you've left yeah. out BMW, right? Yeah. You got to have Exum in there, right? You got to yeah, have someone exactly. there as a backup exactly. ball handler. Well, we right? can't have Ross Cop, can we? Yeah, but that's yeah. probably a story for another day there. But all right, well, give me your, all right. your ones so, that are missing out. I've actually left out seven because I'm saying Simmons is going to make okay, it, right? Yeah, so cool. I've left yep. out Dyson Daniels. I think he's going to get his opportunity. It's not yep. time right yet. Samson Froling is out for me, yep. right? BMW out, but he'll be in those three traveling reserves. They will have the yeah, three traveling reserves, right? Yeah. Ton Maker, as good as he was in the Asia Cup, he's out for me. So sorry, that was one I should say. I had Maker making it, which is probably a wow. little bit of a surprise. I, I like his international game. Yeah, I do too. I he's uh, he's yeah. maybe a little bit of a smoky one, but yeah, continue. I do. Okay, no, that's fair. Yep. I've got... I disagreed with you. I think they'll pick one of Jack White or Xavier Cooks, right? Mm-hmm. All right? So I think Cooks makes it ahead of Jack White, right? So Jack White yeah, is out for me. This is out. Right, okay. yeah. Yep. Traveling reserve as well, right? Yeah. And then... Reith and Pinder out. And I would have either Reith or Pinder come in, say Simmons yeah. doesn't make it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know yeah. why I have a feeling Reith's going to make it. I just, you know, it depends. You know, I think Brian Gorgian's got a lot of sway. As I mentioned, he's coached Reith before. Yeah, what is He's obviously a big fan of the guy. So I do like some of the offensive talents that he can bring there. I just think some of those guys like Pinder, um, Cooks, and, and Jack White, you know, 
Yeah, offense is decent, but I think Reith can give him a little bit more. But look, it's a good debate, isn't it? And obviously, you know, you're pretty you know firm with saying Simmons will make it there, and that's that's you know definitely a good call. If he's fit, obviously. Well. If not, I would have Reith or Pinder. I think a guy like Hooks. His game does translate well to FIBA basketball. We've seen yeah. him in the NBL, you know, just that um, Swiss Army knife type player who can do a little bit of everything. He'll be great. Yeah. Can I make a late change, Woods, to my team? Yes. All right, I'm, I'm taking Dyson Daniels out. I think I agree with what you're saying there. Maybe, yeah. you know, they'll keep it for the future thing. And Matisse Thibault, you're back in. All right, I'm with you. So right. we're, we're closer than you think, mate. We were a little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. It was more just those big guy positions, wasn't it, yep. we were trying to sort of work out there. So, no, that was a good exercise there, Woods. And look, I can't wait to, you know, for these games to start. Obviously, I think ESPN are going to be Super exciting, man. Yeah. You heard the latest podcast with Liam and Gazy. Gazy's been I did, man. I did. That. Actually, so, Gazy also agreed either Cooks or White would make it. You know, not okay. both of them. So interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. Interesting. All right, well, that was fun. Well, um, we might do a little bit of a classic packs to sort of finish off the show today. Sure, um, yeah. I know when we spoke last time, you had a pack with about a million cards in it, an old <laughs> FLIR pack. So I think you're going to maybe open some of those today and then save, save the rest for another one. Yeah, so it's a 29 pack. I know Stewie, our mm. good friend from the sport blokes, would love us to sit here and open the whole pack and go through all 29. But we're going to split this up into three separate shows, That's 10, 10 and yeah. 9, right? I don't ever remember seeing those packs for sale back in the day. $1.99 for wow. so 93.94 FLIR, by the way. 30 cards, what a yeah. deal. Yeah, awesome. Right, so you got to make sure Woods, no cheating or anything, and looking at these other ones. You got to take what are you, you're going to take ten out now, and then yes, just ten out now. Right, yeah. Just put the thing away. Don't look at them. Don't give me any any clues. We want to keep this legit, like we always do. Yep. This is going to be a task to like count out exactly ten. Yeah, so exactly. Maybe we'll just yeah. pull out a handful and, and go through the ten. Yeah. It's hard, man. Sounding nice and crisp at back. So what did you say? Ninety-one, ninety-two. No, ninety-three, ninety-four. Ninety-three, ninety-four. Okay. Clear. Yeah. yeah. Clear. Yeah. It's hard to take him out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> There we go. I'm not sure there's exactly 10 there, but uh, it'll have to do. Right? Thereabouts, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. I was just playing 2K yesterday, and I played with that great Minnesota Timberwolves team of the early 2000s, uh, early noughties, and this guy finished off his career playing for the Timberwolves after also playing for the Golden State Warriors and the New York Knicks, I'm actually going to wear his New York jersey to the Wu-Tang and Nats concert on Saturday night because I'm representing New York, okay? Mate, now you're making me sad that I'm not going to that woods. but um, He's a god, okay? Supreme athlete. Um, had his fair share of off-court issues with coaches. Oh, Spreewell, of course. Latrell Spreewell. Oh, well, I remember these these cards. Now, show me the back of those. He was actually someone I always wish I had his Golden State jersey back in the day, but yeah. I don't have one. I do have a Knicks one as well. Like so what do you reckon? Yeah. All the choices I've got. Ewing, Spreewell, Jeremy Lin, Tim Hardaway Jr., Xavier McDaniel. I've got a Stefan Marbury. What New York, New York jersey should I wear to the Wu-Tang concert, man? Look, again, Woods, it does feel like you're rubbing it in again. So, um, Wu-Tang and Nas concert. I don't want to spend too long on this topic there. I'll be doing my NBL one duties yeah. that night. Um, I think the Spreewell one, you're on to something yeah. there. Yep. Yep, yep. And it's at QDOS Bank Arena. Floor of the Kings as well, so yeah. Yeah, you, you seem to have some good good times at that um, that venue, so <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, this is a great pack. Okay, um, consummate professional, um, a gentleman, a really good man, one of the great centers of the '90s, Southpaw. I'm talking about San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, the Admiral. The Admiral. David Robertson. David Robertson. How nice were these '92, '94 yeah, packets? Yeah, nice. Aren't yeah. They? I love those graphics and everything with the name. Show me the back again on them ones. 
Oh, nice. So you got the second picture and a few stats and everything like that. No, they are nice looking ones. Yeah, great play, David Robinson. Maybe he doesn't get talked about enough in those great centers from that era either. Okay, when we talk about um, one of the the most well-known poster bunnies of all time, okay? Sean Kemp dunked on this guy and then, you know, oh. put the gunfire to him. I'm talking Cal- about Cal- who? Whistler. No, okay. I thought it was Victor Alexander, wasn't it? No, oh, is that who it is? You're just giving yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's done a few. I think he had one over Alton Lister. He also had another one over Chris Gatling. Oh, it was Chris Gatling. Chris Gatling That's I right. Think I think about. And Andrew right. Gay's had that story about Chris Gatling. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, geez. Quite Victor nice. Alexander. He's carrying a few. What's, what have they got his weight as on that card there? Uh, they've got his weight as... a few pounds. Six foot nine, 265. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's getting up there. Oh, okay. This guy is now commentating games. Um... Muslim from the Boston Celtics. Um, he's moved into the media very uh, successfully. Allah Abdul Nawi? Allah Abdul Nawi. Straight out of Egypt. Egypt, yes. You like how I got that one quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Where, yeah, where's he, he commentating now? Though. What's he doing? He's doing some media uh, work now, isn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. I thought it was with Philly, but it could be with Boston. I know he was he was a Philly guy when he was around, but yeah, decent player. Old double A. If you listen to our, uh, uh, the rest of our show, you would have heard me talk about what a great move it was although it didn't pay off completely for the Golden State Warriors to move this guy's son into the starting lineup today. You're often seeing, he's often seen sitting in, in the stadium watching. I'm talking about? GP. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. That's what funny. We were pack. talking about him earlier when I said, oh, we're yeah. talking about what team jerseys we've worn. He's the only Sonics jersey we've featured on this show so far. So we might have to change that woods. We might have to look in our Sonics collection. But this is a good pack, isn't it? Okay, this is the um, Defensive Player of the Year award winner. For the 93 season, okay? We talk about great centers. There's no one greater than this guy in terms of that generation, right? No, no, no. We're not talking no, about I'm him, okay? Because he, he was just a rookie coming into the league this time. This, this guy was established. Went to college in Houston. Played for Houston. The dream, lives in course. Houston. Yeah, the dream. Hakeem, the dream. What sort of pack is this for? It's my goodness. This is like that one. What is that? Like a special? Oh, it's a defensive player of the year award one, is it? Yep, yep. Nice looking card. It's a great, great card pack. And really, uh, wow. I just got the good. Apart good from ten. Victor Alexander, it's it's um it's pretty good. Uh, this guy ranks in our top ten Hawks of all time. Okay, let me just give a clue for the rest of the. So audience. no, it's not John Conkac. That's good. Atlanta Hawks forward center. Highly successful career that spanned over twenty years. I think he might have even played at 44, 45 mm. at the end of his career. Uh, um, I'm talking about the short-armed man. <laughs> I was actually talking to this guy to my daughter today, Woods, because she's got a teacher that's um, with the last name Willis. So, yeah, I was saying I've got a Hawks jersey with Willis on the back, and it's Kevin Willis. Great Excellent. pack. Yeah, and the last great. one hmm. is guard forward from the Nuggets. Underrated, but could really score buckets, this guy, for the Nuggets. Played on that played played on the, those um, teams with... Uh, Mohamed Abdul Rauf, Brian uh, Stith, um, Dikemi Matumbo, who, 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 Lafonso Ellis, I'm pretty sure. Who was on this team? Right handed scoring machine, you know? Um, so Chris Jackson, okay, Mohamed Abdul Rauf? No. Nah. No? Ooh, what number? Number 34. 34 for the Nuggets. Yep, had a great college career at Georgetown. Come on. Oh, Reggie Williams? Reggie Williams. 
Nice. You lucky I got that one too. Right? Yeah, man. Nice. So we had nice. how many there? One, two. So we had Reggie Williams, Kevin Willis, Hakeem Olajuwon, Gary Payton, Ala Abdul Nabi, Victor Alexander, David exactly Robinson. 10, I think, is it? No, I think it's, it's, it's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. So we've still got 21 left in that pack. All right. Mate, I'm looking forward to the rest of that pack up for this one. That was great there. So great. There. Guys we've sort of, you know, talked about on the show and guys that we're big fans of that have had good careers. So Absolutely, yeah. That was fun doing that, Wood. So, yep. all right, well, let's take us to the outro. It's been a fun show today. So Definitely, As yeah. I mentioned at the start, um, just a reminder, um, please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, we can be followed on Twitter at throwbackshoops, on Instagram, throwback.hoops, and our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, give us your shout-outs. Look, thanks to everyone for supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate it. You can just look up uh, Throwback Hoops and look for the two microphones and the Atlanta Hawks uh, logo, and that's that's the Throwback Hoops logo. We appreciate your support. Absolutely. Look, we did kind of tease it last week, Woods. We um, we were going to have a guest this week that fell through, but what I can confirm is before this month's out, we're going to have two former NBL All-Stars. Two. Correct coming on there so really looking forward to that um they're both uh the clue is they're both americans that came here and they both stayed here as well which is quite interesting so really looking forward to, to chop it up with those two guys for um, sure so we'll, we'll let you know when that's going to be but um yeah otherwise just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in woods i'll give you the, the last word have you got anything anything for us no thanks everyone enjoy the playoffs it's been really exciting so looking forward to see how it unfolds and as, as you said earlier in the show, 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. This wouldn't happen without all the support our fans have given us over the last two years. So thank you very much, guys. Well said, Woods. Well, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's a big peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Peace out. Peace out.